I want to give you fair warning about this episode. If everything goes according to plan, we'll have you seeing red. Sort of, anyway. Today, we're talking about the frequency of light that's just at the edge of the visible spectrum, the color red. I'm Kelly, and this is Through the Lens. To dive into the world of infrared optics, we go to our friend Dan. You may be wondering, what is infrared light? Infrared light is made up of electromagnetic waves of a particular wavelength, just beyond what we can see on the red side of the light wave spectrum. Originally, they were discovered by William Herschel, a German-born British astronomer around the year 1800. Other electromagnetic waves include radio waves, microwaves, visible light waves, ultraviolet, X-rays, and gamma rays, but IR light waves that are between 700 nanometers and well past 30 microns are classified as infrared. Half of the energy emitted by the sun is also classified as infrared. For optical applications, IR light is classified into four specific ranges. Near IR, which is classified from 700 nanometers to one micron, short wave IR, one micron to 2.5 microns, Midwave IR, which is classified as 3 microns to 5 microns, and long wave IR, 8 microns to 12 microns. Infrared is all around us, but you can't see it. Most objects that generate any heat, including the human body, release radiation in the infrared wavelength range. Heat-sensitive cameras, sensors, and other optical devices work by detecting infrared light radiation. Now that we understand a little bit more about infrared, we can find out how they're used in optical coatings. We turn back to Dan to give us some more info. Early on, IR sensing and optics were used almost entirely for security systems. IR optics gave defense and sensing users the ability to evaluate and interpret a signal, which could alert the user to a threat's presence. Under the encouragement from the U.S. Strategic Defense Initiative, smart sensors began to appear. These sensors could integrate an optical device's ability to sense, extract a signal, process the information, and comprehend what this process signal's meaning may be. The capture element of these sensors is a thermographic camera. Thermographic cameras can be generically divided into two types, those with cooled infrared image detectors and those with uncooled detectors. Cooled detectors are typically contained in a vacuum-sealed case that is cryogenically cooled. The cooling is necessary due to the semiconductor material's use within the system. Without cooling, these sensors would be less effective as they could become flooded with their own radiant heat. The drawbacks of cooled infrared cameras are that they are expensive both to manufacture and to operate. The cooling process is both energy-intensive and time-consuming, which detracts from the overall efficiency of the system. Uncooled thermal cameras use a sensor operating at ambient temperature or a sensor stabilized at a temperature close to ambient using small temperature-controlled elements. 
Modern uncooled detectors are used sensors that work by the change of resistance, voltage, or current when heated by infrared radiation. These changes are then measured and compared to the values at the operating temperature of the sensor. Uncooled infrared sensors can be stabilized to an operating temperature to reduce image noise, but they are not cooled to low temperatures and do not require bulky, expensive, energy-consuming cryogenic coolers. This makes infrared cameras smaller and less costly. However, their resolution and image quality tend to be lower than cooled detectors. This is due to differences in their fabrication processes, limited by currently available technology. An uncooled thermal camera also needs to deal with its own heat signature. The most common use for IR sensors and cameras are law enforcement and anti-terrorism, military and police target detection and acquisition, surveillance at borders and strategic sites, technical surveillance and countermeasures like those used in drones and autonomous operating vehicles, thermal weapon sites for day and night scopes, search and rescue operations in harsh and low light environments, and firefighting operations. Although defense applications make up a majority of the use of IR sensors and cameras, the use of inf infrared optical systems has been steadily moving towards civil use. This is partly due to the dramatic lowering of the costs of uncooled arrays, which along with the large increase in technical developments, led to a dual-use market between civil and military. These civil IR systems uses include environmental control, building and art analysis, medical diagnostics, and car guidance and collision avoidance systems used in autonomous cars and vehicles. It's time for a sidebar. It happens every autumn. The leaves change, the Ugg boots and chunky sweaters come out of their closets. All signs lead to it coming. No, not the onslaught of pumpkin spice everything, but rather our obsession with everything spooky. As Halloween approaches, we flock to haunted houses, see the latest installment of our favorite scary movie franchise, and it's nearly impossible to escape ghost hunting shows. While the thought of ghost hunting may sound a bit fantastic, the technology they use is very real. Shows like Ghost Adventures use an infrared application on their supernatural hunts. But rather than using thermal night vision cameras for heat signatures, they use them to see voids. Their theory? A temperature void is evidence of a spirit among them. While scientists may disagree with this theory about ghosts and ghouls, there is one thing we can all agree on. Night vision makes for some great TV. Back to the show. Diamond-like carbon is a hard durable coating that has multiple properties, which make it useful as an infrared optical coating. The coating chemistry is a controlled mixture of graphitic and diamond-like crystalline forms of carbon. Because of this, the film structure cannot be fractured and is inherently durable. The presence of diamond-like form produces a hardness that is unrivaled by any other material commonly used in infrared optical coatings. DLC is mainly used as an anti-reflection coating due to its high refractive index of 2.0. 
When applied to a higher index infrared optical material such as germanium or silicon, which have refractive indices of 4.0 and 3.4 respectively, it helps to lower the overall index of the substrate to help reduce reflectance and increase transmittance. Typically, higher index materials are used as the first lens of an infrared lens assembly due to their refractive power. The first lens is subjected to a harsher environment, and the increased durability afforded by the DLC coating greatly enhances the protection of outer or air-facing lens surfaces. Another advantage of DLC is that it is chemically inert, non-porous coating, which makes it hydrophobic and essentially Teflon-like in nature. This allows DLC-coated optics to easily survive exposure to harsh environmental testing, such as 10-day humidity, acetic acidified salt fog, and severe abrasion. The U.S. military has even created a sand slurry wiper blade test specific to DLC coatings that demonstrates its unsurpassed abrasion resistance in comparison to other infrared coatings. There are several ways to deposit amorphous DLC coatings. These me methods include, but are not limited to, RF discharge plasma CVD, PIG plasma CVD, sputtering plasma CVD composite, sputter vapor deposition, arc PVD method, and filtered arc PVD. There are multiple advantages and disadvantages associated with each type of DLC coating application method, many of which can be discussed in the design phase of system development. Want to learn more about how to test infrared and other coatings? Join NACL and Photonic Spectra for a webinar on Wednesday, April 15th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Visit photonics.com to register. And from all of us here at Through the Lens, thanks for taking a look at infrared with us.